Hi and welcome to another episode on the FOBB podcast and I'm your host, the FOBB. I'd like to start off by saying thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. Um, you all are amazing and thank you to everyone who makes it a point of duty to share this content with um, the family, the friends, the network. Um, it's because of you that we've come this far. Thank you for all that you do. I truly love and celebrate you and I look forward to doing more with you. Um, without wasting uh, time, I'd just like to go into um, what I have for this episode. Um, I never really did think that um, I'd be talking about um, a topic like this, you know. Yeah, I've heard quite a number of things around topics like this, uh, but it really didn't cross my mind that, or didn't come to my heart that um, I'd be doing um, a talk, you know, on it. Um, so what exactly is this about? So I've titled it, um, when life makes no sense. And this is essentially, um, addressing the subject matter of existential crisis. So how did this topic come about? Um, I'd really say it's funny. Um, basically I finished the last episode, finished, um, taping or recording the last episode as it were and um it just dropped in my heart and i'd start to do some little bit of digging about it doing some bit of research about it and that's when you know it crossed my heart like wow this is such a big deal and um it's something worth you know really talking about and um that's what we're going to be doing in this episode as it were so when life makes no sense um Essentially, I'm sure that um, each person um, at some point or the other would have been at that stage where we experienced um, the feeling of meaninglessness to life. And um, this can be really, it can come with a lot of frustration, it can come with a lot of um, fear, it can come with a lot of um, uncertainties it can come with a lot of um negative backlashes you know and consequences or um it can come with negative outbursts as it were and um you know when it comes to the subject matter of existential crisis we have some questions basically that comes to mind and people who have been at this point would really agree with me or people who are currently going through this phase um, in their life will agree with me that you have questions like who am i um questions like what am i doing um questions like um where do i go from here uh my life makes no sense uh, what do i do uh, you know and a whole lot of other questions like that but uh, um one thing I believe is once a problem has a name, then it has a solution. Um, no matter how long it takes to actually get the solution, once a problem has a name, it has a solution. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer of that. Um, once you can put a name on a face of a problem, um, it has a solution. So I like to st- I, I, I like to start off by saying, uh, you know, psychologists really have um, defined. They say that. Um, existential crisis um, is related or um, 
basically it, it stems from some bits of inner conflict you know characterized by um the impression that life lacks meaning or from confusion about one's personal identity or one's life's purpose you know um you know uh, i've been there at some point actually thinking about it that all right so exactly why am i here and sometimes when you think about some of the things that happen in the world you really want to okay so why are we all just living going in circles knowing that this is still what's going to be the end um you see some persons who seemingly have a beautiful life and it all just ends in a flash you know um so it's something basically that i'm sure that each and everyone at some point or the other we have gone through so um and 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 the thing with existential crisis as well is that it is often accompanied by a lot of anxiety a lot of fear a lot of stress sometimes some bit of indifference and indignation right to life and um dwelling on this feeling i conscious to call it a feeling as it were because it is not a, um a reality it is not the right perception or reflection of who we truly who truly are really so i'm conscious to call it a feeling um dwelling on it for long causes you know disruption in um a normal way of life um and the way we do things go about our daily business and our level of productivity um as humans and um it can often lead to depression now one of the things i um also point out as well is existential crisis in itself is not a mental challenge it's not a mental illness at least according to psychologists and psychotherapists um so it's just a phase where you're demanding and looking for answers uh, um but when it becomes a problem when you're at that point and you're not getting the kind of answers that you need or the answers that can sufficiently um, um, take you out of that space then it can lead to depression and depression is um, a serious problem um, in in Europe and you know in America it's even in the United States as it were United States on its own it's a serious challenge um, you, you have a lot of people suffer from depression and many of them um, stems from existential crisis as it were so um, going forward if you do a little bit of research you see that there are components to existential crisis there is the emotional there is the part where um, it's a a um, cognitive component and um and there's a behavioral component to it um so when we're talking about the ex- uh, uh, existential crisis uh, with respect to its emotional component you have people having this constant feeling of guilt emotional pain despair uh, um helplessness anxiety loneliness a lot of people even feel like frauds you know um at the height of existential crisis you also have uh, uh, um what we call um the imposter syndrome you know very very strong somebody who suffers from existential crisis is likely to also strongly suffer from imposter syndrome you know it's it's such a big deal 
and when it comes to cognitive uh, the cognitive components you know you have uh, feelings of meaninglessness and thoughts um, of loss of personal values uh, um, you know people begin to reflect on their mortality and you know as i was reflecting on this it, it brought to mind you know people who then uh, um, slide into all manners of teachings and doctrines and begin to build mindsets that are some persons built mindsets that are anti-social um you know i was watching a couple of videos sometimes back and there was a particular one that caught my attention about a young boy who i think he was growing up um was bullied as a child he had you know a rough time growing up basically wasn't um i think it basically wasn't a poor boy or something it wasn't poor but then he just had a rough time growing up and and he built one way or the other because this is the problem when you're seeking answers and you resort to finding answers in places that cannot really help you um so one way or the other i'm sure he probably started to dig into you know the internet looking for answers one way or the other he most likely got recruited by uh, um, idealists who have anti-world uh, 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 anti-humanity um, kind of doctrines and all of that and and this boy ended up being one of the uh, um, he, be, he ended up be, be being uh, um, the perpetrator or suspect of um, a major shooting that killed um, I think it was high schoolers or college students in a particular area in the United States and if you begin to check through people who fall into that category too you find out that um, many of them are breakouts of uh, um, unresolved existential crisis they begin to develop weird behaviors um, they become antisocial they become uh, some of them become highly impulsive um, even when basically when it gets to that point they become a danger to themselves and not just a danger to themselves they become a danger to other people so they're not just questioning their own mortality they're questioning other people's mortality and are like okay why should we be living like this uh, that is how you find people psychopaths or basically who develop the thoughts and, and and feeling like okay they are responsible to probably cleanse the world of some things rid the world of certain population you know a lot of messed up ideas and ideologies stemming from uh, um weaponizing existential crisis and there are people out there who actually have devoted themselves to weaponizing existential crisis so one thing i need to point out is existential crisis can be weaponized uh, and by people who do not have best interest of humanity at heart and are very very corny and subtle uh, in their approach that they can easily capture the hearts and minds of uh, people who are really in search and in need for answer in need of answers rather and it is very very important to pay attention to this and that is one of the reasons why you know this particular episode of the podcast is coming up there's also the behavioral uh, um, components uh, um, to existential crisis 
you find people going into addiction and substance abuse um you know going to all manners of anti-social behaviors um, compulsive behaviors and all of that you just find that their attitude and their behaviors change and um, somebody who is probably all outgoing very fun loving and all that becomes just withdrawn melancholic and just um overtly you know um overtly introverted and then you begin to wonder what exactly is the problem so it's important to begin to pay attention to ourselves um you know and beginning to do a check and not just a check on ourselves as well as people who we know our loved ones right so that when we begin to notice some of these changes it will be easy to actually help ourselves or help them right so uh you know i was just remembering a particular episode from um is it the avengers now after you know the whole thanos um saga and all of that you know almost everybody went into you know some of the avengers went into depression blah 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 one particular one that caught my attention in relation to this behavioral component of existential crisis is um thor you know uh, it was revealed that thor became alcoholic an obese alcoholic person you know there was no joy to doing anything there was no enthusiasm to doing anything at all he was just there drinking himself to stupor and all of that um questioning how that okay so what exactly why why are we doing all of this that we've been doing if it's eventually just going to be futile and all of that so um just trying to paint a funny scenario of what uh, um existential crisis uh, or the results of existential crisis and components can be like all right so now it's also good to point out that uh, um, there are types you know or stages at which people experience existential crisis uh, there is a teenage crisis for parents who have teenagers um, you might have uh, um, come across this or parents who are going to have who already have children who are growing into the teenage years you might want to begin to notice some of these things uh, you know you have um, children going to t- into the teenage years and who are having teenage crisis at that time they're trying to discover themselves they're having all of these thoughts of uh, exactly what to do you know at that point you're having different thoughts of oh i want to be a doctor um uh, but all of a sudden you want to be an engineer as well all of a sudden um you want to be a, a musician all of a sudden you want to be a, a basketballer you know you have a whole lot of things going on through your mind you have a whole lot of adventures you want to go on um you have a whole lot of things that you just want to accomplish and then you're beginning to wonder you know you have a lot of gift and talent manifesting you have a whole lot of ideas popping up your mind and all of that and it's hard to actually put it together and be able to wrap your head around it and then you're at that point like okay so exactly what am i supposed to be doing where am i going what is what path am i supposed to tread you know in this life and all of that so and it usually becomes a serious problem for teenagers if not properly managed and it becomes worse if at that particular stage they experience um life-changing um the experience life-changing turns or there are things that happen around that time that you know greatly impacts you know the trajectory of their lives maybe the loss of a loved one or the loss of a parent or um, they have to relocate to a particular a new place or you know major changes in life you usually affect 
um, a whole lot at that particular point. So it's important to pay attention. You know, as teenagers and as parents of teenagers as well, or if you have younger ones that are teenagers, you might want to help them at this stage. It's important to pay attention to them. Also, there's the quarter life crisis, or quite similar to teenage crisis. I mean, the, the symptoms and the kinds of feelings that you know they have at that point is quite similar. That um, you know, Gen Zs and you know, young millennials. You know, at this stage, everybody still has that same kind of people in their twenties and the 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. You just still have that feeling as well. There's that constant feeling of anxiety, confusion um, about the path following life, about what um, you know your identity is. So you can easily categorize um, teenage crisis and quarter life crisis. Um, you know, together. There's also the part uh, um, of midlife crisis. You know, at that stage. Um, to, you know, these uh, more older millennials and people, you know, in their um, 30s and 40s and, um, you know, probably 50s and all of that. And the late life crisis too. And for people in this category, both midlife, uh, who experience midlife crisis and late life crisis, um, some of the feelings that, you know, emanate from that stage are constant feelings of regret, guilt fear of death and all of that you see you find a lot of people always having a feeling of if i'd known you know i would have done this in my youth um if i just had more time i'd have uh, um, been able to do this some persons who probably have lost something or loved one or probably have gone through divorce or um no longer have you know this contact with their children you know just i'm just trying to paint a lot of pictures all kind of scenario all of scenarios around um the kind of things that can happen at that stage and you know there's just that constant feeling of guilt that oh if i've done this maybe this wouldn't have happened um uh the regret as well or you know it's, it's just strong for people i mean i've met people like that you know older people or who, who you know when they talk to you 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 um you know you can't help but reason um about why they are how they are you know um you can see it as much as they try to some of them have grown out of it some of them by the help of god have grown out of it some of them are still at that level and it doesn't matter how much you know people have tried to help them they're always still wallowing at some point in that you know at that level you know still carrying on that feeling and that baggage you know it's a baggage right a baggage and a whole lot of them have also gone down into you know alcoholism you know and a whole lot of things you know uh, just to want to like wash away that feeling but all of that doesn't help if truly we don't get to the bottom of um exactly why we're feeling that way or why we're having that experience and you see um the thing with existential crisis is it has both negative and positive impact on our lives. Now, uh, um, you know, it can lead to a lot of things negatively. Um, like we said, it can lead to depression. It can lead to developing antisocial um, behaviors. It can lead to, um, it can even lead to death when not properly managed, you know. A lot of things happen, you know. But most times we find ourselves focusing on the negative effect, or negative impact of existential crisis more than um 
the positive side so um now i'm saying yeah there's a positive side to existential crisis now we understand essentially that existential crisis causes us to begin to challenge our life's existence what our life's purpose is what our life's meaning is what we're supposed to be doing here on earth i think i made a reference to uh, uh, rick warren's book in the last episode talking about um, what on earth am i here for what on earth am i here for i mean that's a very good book that i'd like to recommend to someone um, you might also want to get yourself um, uh, books by Dr. Miles Monroe of Blessed Memory. Um, you know, he has a, a whole lot of books on purpose, on, um, you know, on discovering purpose, on finding purpose, of living in, on living in purpose and all of that. So you might want to find uh, um, some of those books and read. They'll do you all of good. The purpose and power of a woman, the purpose and power of man, you know, and all of that. You, you know, there are just a whole lot of books that you might want to, especially uh, Dr. Miles Monroe and that particular book by um, Rick Warren. You might want to uh, get those books. Now, um, so essentially, like I was saying, existential crisis challenges um, our existence. It brings the question, um, brings the question to our hearts about what our existence is, what our life's purpose is, what the meaning of our lives is, uh, of our lives are. You know, and and so the the, the positive side to it is that you know it offers us the opportunity to actually, uh, um, you know go on to discover the answers to these questions right um you know it helps us to find ourselves truly when it's properly managed it helps us to get in touch with our values discover our purpose uh, um and it helps us to take on or develop uh, um new or renewed energy to face life with joy because so it means when there's a question that begins to pop up in your heart, that means there's an answer to be found. And if you find the right answer, that means you can progress. And then you progress with joy, knowing that you have actually um, gotten the right answer. You know. So, um, when it comes to existential crisis, it's not entirely bad in itself. In fact, I'd say that uh, um, it's a very important part of our human life and human existence because when we get to that point where we're beginning to want to get answers about who we really are i think that is the nudge of you know god on the inside of us pushing us to want to discover who he has really made us to be right it is it is more or less like an alarm on the inside of us to help us to get on the path of purpose actually so especially when it is like um we're deviating from his plan and purposes for our lives so it's more like that alarm that goes off on the inside of us that you know gives us a check to begin to want to find the real answers as to who we really are and what god has made us to be so in itself existential crisis is a positive thing depends on the way you look at it existential crisis is a positive thing you can see it as that beacon as that alarm as that nudge on the inside of you that tries to redirect you onto the part of purpose or direct you on the part of purpose or open your eyes to who god has really made you to be uh basically you know this is what this podcast is all about it's about helping people 
or redefining purpose on people who are hungry and thirsty for a life of significance and helping people come to the realization of who God has made them to be. Right, so, uh, 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 existential crisis is not entirely a problem, right, if you think about it in the right perspective. So, existential crisis, you know, uh, 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 um, you know, it, it, it's uh, um, it's quite common. That's it. It's quite common. It's common to all, um, and it happens to everyone. I mean, it's a respecter of no age. It's a respecter of no gender. All I can say probably is just maybe children, because at infancy and as you, as we're growing, uh, before teenage years, um, you know, our thinking is quite streamlined. You know. We find joy in almost everything, you know, our playmates, our toys, school we go, different things. I'm not saying that we don't have children who are facing serious challenges and questioning their existence and all of that. We have that. We have children who have developed depression from a tender age and all of that. But uh, what I'm saying essentially is that children who experience dreadful childhoods really may not, uh, may not uh, really experience existential crisis, but also, it's important to understand that existential crisis is respect of no one. Um, it happens to everyone, all ages and um, gender um, included. So, what are some of the causes of um, existential crisis? It's important to note also that um, things like major life changes, major life changes um, can result in existential crisis, um, you know, somebody you know who who has okay so i was reading a book by an author i've forgotten his name now he's always wanted to play basketball but then i think from because of an injury was discovered now that he couldn't play basketball again right so it's not something that he can do but he has always wanted to um play basketball try out in the big leagues you know you know when you're waiting for the nfl i I, I forgot forgotten what they call that i really am not a basketball fan but then you know you want to try out for the lakers you want to you know all of those stuff and boom then they come tell you uh this injury that you just sustained um sorry you're not going to be able to play basketball again and all that i mean that can impact someone's mental health considerably you know so life changes big big life changes life altering choices major transitions you know some persons because of certain things um you know having to transition uh, or experience major transitions in their lives can come to places where they begin question the existence in their lives you know somebody who you know unexpectedly transitions from Um, being single into motherhood or from being just a young man into um, becoming a father you know probably by mistake or something you know all of those can begin to trigger uh, um, symptoms of existential crisis you know a loss as well you know usually a loss of, of a loved one the loss of a parent the loss of a wife the loss of a child you know I've seen examples like that. We've probably even watched or seen movies where some of these things are communicated, you know, um, people just lose themselves 
you know at this stage at this point and they're like okay so exactly what is life you know when you invested your love your trust your 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 all of your love in in someone in a relationship and then boom it goes off some persons it's even the loss of a relationship you know that or some persons that experience certain kinds of betrayal you know and it begins to it makes them begin to question um what life really is uh, so why all the falls why do we even have to try hard and all of that you know somebody who's been trusting god that um you know his mom is not gonna die of cancer and done everything and all of that and then boom the woman still dies of cancer and you know they're just a whole lot of examples really the whole lot of examples you know people who come to points of unexpected turns and all of that uh you know there's also the part where um, one is not feeling content with one's life's accomplishments and direction you just feel like you're not going in the right direction you just feel like um, you're not accomplishing enough and you're trying there are people like that you know at their jobs at their work at their business they're doing all they can they are seriously and honestly doing all they can they're putting in all of the work but it just doesn't seem to be making sense it just doesn't seem to be working out you know those persons can as well get to the point where they're challenging and like okay i'm doing all of the work and i'm not getting i'm not getting results and this is somebody who is probably doing the bare minimum and is getting all of the results you know there are people like that maybe at a job they're the one doing all of the work but they're not getting promoted but there are persons who are there and probably not doing anything and they are the ones getting the glory they're getting promoted they're the face of the company and all of that there's a whole lot there's a whole lot and when care is not taken some of these things get people to start to and um, desert their values um you know it becomes a problem that causes them to begin to uh, um, 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 want to um, betray their morality their values some persons get a point where uh, um, they just want to do anything at all that it takes whether legal or illegal some persons take laws into their own hands some persons resort to fraud you know stealing some persons re- resort to uh, probably even uh, um, taking the life of another you know there's just a whole lot you know to unpack in this and there's the point where you know people feel out of control you just feel like their components of their life or their part of their life or the whole of their life is out of their control um they're being controlled by things by people by circumstances by their job by you know their family by the responsibilities they have to take and all of that and they they feel like they're just losing it like there's no hold of anything on their life they can't basically decide that this is what i want to do because almost every other thing and every other person is making that decision for them it causes people to come into you know stages or um into experiences of existential crisis and it's a it's a serious one as well and you know existential crisis comes with various signs and symptoms you know constant uh, feelings of worry constant feelings of anxiety depression decrease in motivation low energy levels decrease or withdrawal from um, you know social activities you know we talked about some of this uh, uh, um, already from the introduction you know it just comes with a oh, whole of that you know you just don't want to be a part of anything you just 
just let me be on my own i mean so what's the point i go all out every day i do all i can i come back yeah i'm still making the bare minimum or yeah i mean we tried everything we spent all the money and yet this person still died and just withdraw and you know um starts from a sip of alcohol to downing several bottles every day and you know a lot of persons have lost their lives because of that because they can't redeem themselves they can't they're not able to come to the point of uh, redemption you know for some persons it's because of the mistakes they've made and they can't seem to bring themselves to point of self-forgiveness they can't forgive themselves and they can't forgive the situation and whole of that too um it's a serious challenge some persons have found themselves um in positions where they had to do something they were not supposed to do that landed them in jail you know it's a whole lot and it's important to pay attention to some of these signs when you're beginning to experience constant anxiety some persons experience panic attack you know just think about what's next and then there's that panic that just overwhelms them that grips them and it makes them do the wrong things um some persons is just constant feeling of fear you know they can't seem to do anything right and when they are at that point um they can't seem to do anything right and some of that is probably because of previous experiences they tried to do something it didn't work out or resulted in some serious um, um stuff and they can't seem to get their minds off it and once there's another uh, opportunity to do something big that fear comes again you know a whole lot of things like that so it's important to begin to pay attention to those signs and symptoms um of existential crisis um when you discover you're falling into depression for certain reasons or the other you need to pay attention to that as well don't allow yourself to get lost in it um we need to look on the brighter side of um okay so now that i'm feeling this way i'm questioning what my values are i'm questioning um the reason and the source of my existence um why exactly i'm here on earth why i have to go through all of the trouble why i have to do all of this why i have to do this job why i have to have a family why i have to uh, be responsible as a man why why i have to live life on a daily basis you know there are persons who have gone to that point so why do i actually have to live and that is what leads some peace um some people rather to suicide you know they just so life doesn't make any sense and that's why the title has come to um has been coined as when life makes no sense you know just at that point like so so why 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 do i have to leave you know and then they probably overdose on something or take certain pills that'll kill them or anger themselves or shit themselves you know a whole lot of things like that too it's important to begin to pay attention to these things and look on the bright side of okay yeah like i said that there's a positive side to it it doesn't have to be negative all the time and you're that when you're at that point it gives you the grace for introspection looking inward um into yourself and trying to figure out okay so now that I, now that i am at this point what can i make of it what is god trying to tell me um what exactly is my life's purpose what on earth am i here for what can i make of my life even if i've made a mistake that's led to um certain consequences can i make a message out of this mess can there still be a glory a glorious story you know from these rubbles can can there be walls built up from these rubbles you know can a, can a glorious edifice still come out of these ruins
you know that's the point where we're supposed to come to not to lose ourselves and, and i just you know quickly like to talk about some of the ways i think we can deal with um existential crisis and its symptoms you know this looks like just you know it just looks like a talk you know everybody says it and you're like okay yeah if you've probably been at that point maybe you cannot be saying some of these things that's why i started by saying i think at some point or the other almost each and every one of us or at least a majority of world's population um would have felt that way or would have been at that point or some are still at that point in their lives and um and this is me just speaking to us from my art and from some of the research um that i've done and the understanding that i've gotten and um i think it can be combated it can be dealt with and it can be turned around and one of the ways i think we can deal with it is through expression um basically express how you feel you know there's this common saying they say uh, a problem i've shared uh, a problem so um a problem shared shared is half solved rather uh, i'm sorry a problem shared is half solved that means uh, you know when i started i said that when a problem already has a name um, that means a solution a solution is um, not far away and that's just the reality when you talk about your feeling what you're feeling sometimes that's all that it, it needs to take you just put it out then when I'm, i'm not saying sometimes talking about it brings all of the solution i'm saying it's the start of the journey to healing but when we bottle it up um sometimes we find redemption quite hard we find solutions quite hard we find it hard to heal right so don't bottle it in express how you feel talk about it now one of the challenges i think some people have is having the right persons to talk to because i found examples and i've seen ex- uh, stories of people who actually talked about the problems they had but they talked about it to the wrong people and talking about it to the wrong people made it even worse and i think one of the best places in our social media except you have somebody that you really think can help you i mean there was a time that there was i think it was a lady um who put something she was feeling out there on social media and um you know the way i think it was twitter and the way twitter works sometimes people can be crazy on that space i mean twitter is a jungle and you know there was just backlashes on you know some of the things that she put there and it was later revealed that the lady the lady committed suicide so um it's important to know who to talk to really not everybody is fit enough to understand you not everybody can understand you but i would say um if you want to talk to somebody talk to trusted friends you know talk to friends that you can really confide in friends that you can really rely on friends who will not take advantage of you and of what you're feeling and try to uh, uh, um, manipulate you into doing things that you normally not do right because you find people who have manipulated their friends who are experiencing feet of existential crisis manipulated them into doing things that criminal and have landed them in jail some have lost their lives and it's important to to just know who you're talking to it's really really important you know sometimes you've talked to people who make a mockery 
of your state uh, of your state your state of mind or what you're going through and just talk about it to other people and or you know i don't know you just so it becomes it becomes worse you confide in somebody who tells on you tells your secret out to the world without necessarily helping you so it's important to know who to talk to really so talk to trusted friends talk to people you know can help talk to um family members really there's nothing like the love of family if you truly have a family that loves you you're blessed truly have a family that loves you that wants to listen to you that wants to help you that wants to see you grow that wants to see you fulfill purpose discover purpose fulfill purpose you're blessed so there's nothing like the love of family um so you might want to talk to your family your dad your mom your sister or you have a brother or an uncle that's really interested in your growth your fulfillment you might want to talk to them um you might want to talk to mentors or accountability partners people you hold in high esteem who you know um really have your best interest at heart and um, wants to see you succeed in life you might want to talk to them you might want to uh, um you know talk to a counselor as well you might want to talk to a counselor or a therapist um basically you might want to talk to those people because especially when things like depression is coming in um you might want to talk to a therapist or a counselor to help you right so it's important so talking about how you feel is one of the one of the very first ways by which we can conquer defeat uh, um experiences of ex- existential crisis um one other way i think we can deal with this is to find joy in the small things you see um when we get to that point where we begin to challenge things or oh, why is my life like this uh life doesn't make any sense what do i do where do i go from here um why am i experiencing this you know so people begin to ask questions like god why me or you know a whole lot of things like that i think one of the best ways to actually get a grip of ourselves and to also begin a journey to healing and and finding answers is to go back to start to find joy in the small things you know rekindle the spark rekindle the spark that gets you to that point of joy things you're passionate about things you're joyful about go back to doing things you know that you used to enjoy doing things that you used to enjoy doing maybe as a kid as a young adult you know you know go hiking with friends go go you know go on a journey travel um see the world if you can um go to places you've never been before get an adventure get an hobby uh maybe you're somebody who likes to uh paint you might want to go back to it somebody who probably likes to do photography go back i'm just citing examples you know as it comes to mind the little things you know um experience nature really experience nature experience life um don't be uptight um look beyond your problem at that particular point in time look beyond what you're feeling experiencing at that particular point in time and you might just begin to rekindle the spark that helps you to see beyond yourself at that point and helps you to begin to see the things you're passionate about and what your life's purpose is you know so that that's also one of the ways by which you can deal with um existential crisis and um Yeah, so uh, it's also uh, important to begin to focus on the things that you can control. You know, there's the point where um, 
you know you get to and you would just want to like have all of the cards you just want to be able to control everything but the reality is you're not god you can't control everything you can't just like the same way you can't control when rain falls when the sun comes up when snow falls when uh, the tree goes you know yellow uh, when you can't control the weather you can't control you know it's just the same way you can't control certain things about your life you can't control who stays who leaves you can't control um who dies and who doesn't you can't control um you know there are all ju- there are just a whole lot of factors that you can't control in life but you, you need to begin to focus on some of the things to, yeah, that you can control you can control your reaction you can control your responses to things you can control um you know what your expression is to things you can control some little things in your life you can control who where you go you can control who you talk to you can control who you don't talk to you know so begin to focus on some of the things that you can control just like i said you're not god so focus on the part of your life that you have a handle on focus on the part of your life that you have a handle on and you find it easy to begin to put the pieces together so when you focus on some of those things that you can that you have an handle on that you can begin to make work the moving part of your life that you can actually make work then you find it easy to actually do life without the pressure of uh wanting to see you know all of the big things work and you know make all of those things work now nah. just focus on the things that you can control focus on your reaction and your responses to situations to people focus on being happy i think that's important focus on being happy you alone determine how and when to be happy nobody can be happy for you nobody can determine your happiness you alone determine how and when to be happy and how long to be happy so you need to find joy from within you need to find joy from within and that's very very important and 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 one of the things is being grateful you see the the practice of gratitude is a very key um tool very key instrument to um healing recovering from an existential crisis you know um being grateful helps you to you know to appreciate the order in the chaos that's it you know in the atmosphere of joy and gratitude you'll be able to see beyond the problems you'll be able to see beyond what's not working be able to see the little things that matter that um your judgment has been clouded from you know so it's important to have an attitude of gratitude to begin to practice that and um, when you practice gratitude for both the big things and the small things um you know your health your family the hair you breathe um uh, you know um the family you have your co-workers your children your wife your your car you know just all of the little things around you and your job the big things the big achievements you've made in the past the ones you're currently experiencing even the things that you don't work out you you know the bible says that in all things give thanks even when things are working out and when things are not working out give thanks so it's important to give thanks in all things and it's really really important it's one key that a lot of people you know um forget when we do this it 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 
it brings our hearts to a point where we see beyond the now. We see beyond the present. It opens our eyes to see into the beyond, into the future, and the possibilities that are available such that we begin to come to a point where we're like, okay, irrespective of what is going on right now, I see a better future ahead. The practice of gratitude and the attitude of joy sparks faith in our hearts for what God is able to do. Right. So it's important to practice gratitude. Be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for the big things. Don't just come to the point where you're complaining and just challenging everything when things don't work out. Be thankful. So it's important to be thankful. And um, some persons, uh, um, you know, also, you, 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 okay, let, let, let me put it this way. You know, when you're practicing gratitude or you're being grateful, you know, it causes you to come to a point of reflection and meditation. You meditate on the goodness of God. Let me just put it that, that way. You meditate on the goodness of God. And when you see how God, how good God has been to you, he helps you to helps you to live, basically. It helps you to live. You know, you meditate on those good things. And even when you think about the bad, you are able to see, like I said, the order in the chaos. You're able to see the beauty in the hashes, right? Irrespective of what has happened, irrespective of what is happening, you can see beyond it and see into the goodness of God. And if anything, I need to register in our minds that God is a good God. God is a good God. God is good all the time. And in that one period, God is good. God is a good God. He's a good, good father, right? So it's important to to pay attention to that. And, uh, um, you know, you might want to keep a gratitude journal as well. You know, because sometimes it's hard to lose track of the good things that are happening to us, the beautiful things that are happening to us, the the things that we really ought to be thankful for. So when you keep a gratitude journal, you, you write down the things that has happened to you, the good things, the beautiful things, the little successes and accomplishments, the big com- successes and accomplishments, you write them down. It's easier to reflect on the goodness of God and what God has done for you and the beautiful things that are in your life and be thankful for them. So that is as well important. And um, yeah, you might want to join a support group as well because sometimes, um, you know, even the Bible says one shall chase a thousand, two shall chase 10,000. That means in a community of people of like minds, it's easier to actually grow faster because it's a collective energy and you can... Um, you, you hear other people's experiences, you you hear other people's stories, and it causes you to reflect. Because sometimes, when you're experiencing things, you can be tempted to think you're the only one going through it. But when you hear other people's stories, you realize that uh, challenges are common to man, and yours is even a tip of the iceberg. You hear other people's stories, and you're like, wow. Yeah. I've really been selfish and ungrateful, really. Um, so, because there are just people out there who are, you know, I'm tempted to use the word, who are saying shaggy, you know. Um, 
people are really out there saying shege and you see the way some persons carry themselves even after they've gone through all of those things they've gone through there's still this year of joy and um they just have this peace and chaos i mean he brought this the words of this song to my mind i've got peace and chaos in it and you really see them they've got just that joy and peace and chaos and you're wondering what exactly is propelling these people so some of them is the attitude of gratitude you know they're just thankful for everything and gradually they begin to heal they begin to see changes and things become better for them you know so it's really really important and finally i'd like to end on this note that uh oh yeah i think i got two more discover purpose discover rediscover purpose and um so what do i mean by that um so one, one thing that you know i think is common to everybody is at the center you know of our existence is something that drives us to want to make a difference and you know um to want to make a difference in the world in the world around us and the people that surround us you know there's just that thing there's that's something that drives you to want to you know you know hacked you know you know you, you see things on tv and you're like yeah i want to do something like that or you know i don't want to just give many examples here but that there's that thing i think on the inside of everyone that you know drives you to want to do better drives you to want to make a difference drives you to want to make an impact leave a legacy um impact people bring joy you know to, and smile to the, uh, joy to the hearts of people smiles to the faces of people and that thing can be an hint to what your purpose is right so um it's that same thing that ignites us daily to want to wake up work impact lives live a legacy when we are at the point when we're experiencing existential crisis you might want to go back and rediscover that spark you might want to go back and rediscover that thing i mean and when you do that it jolts you back in consciousness you know it's like um when you're when somebody's losing pulse and then they bring the uh uh what they call it i think it's a jolt machine i don't know the actual word i don't know what they really really call it you know and then they charge it the pms you know they charge it up uh you know and then jolt the person back you know to consciousness so that the person doesn't lose the person doesn't drift away into <laughs> eternal forgetfulness and then they joke the person back and then the person comes back <clears throat> something like that it's like when we rediscover purpose there's that consciousness that comes back into us there is that uh, um you know you just come back yes this is who i am this is who god has really made me to be so when you're at a point where you're experiencing symptoms and fits of existential crisis and you're like um life doesn't make sense or when you are at that point when life doesn't make sense you might want to go back to rediscover that spark rediscover that thing rediscover that purpose um for your life right and one of the key to rediscovering purpose is find the things that you're dissatisfied about in life that you want to bring a change to that might be a very good key to bring you um into rediscovery of purpose all right and um on a final note i want to say that um go for god i mean your search for meaning the search for meaning to life 
ends when you find God. He is the source as well as the sustainer. I mean, he's the fullness of him that fills everything. I mean, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23 in the Bible says that. Uh, um, and you are his handiwork. I mean, he created you. And, um, you know, Bible says in Ephesians 2 10 that we are his workmanship created unto good works. And you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That was um, the psalmist David uh, speaking in Psalms 139 verse 14. It says, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And the reality is that God is mindful of you. God loves you. He created you. I mean, he's your father. That's who he is to us. He's our father. And if he's made us, Bible makes us understand that we were made in his image and in his likeness. That's in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. I mean, so if he made us in his image and his likeness, I mean, that means um, everything about us is in his, I, I mean... <laughs> Everything about us, he has it. He, he, he knows it. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything about us, what we'll do, what we, what our life's purpose is, what the meaning of our lives is, why we're going through what we're going. He has all the answers to the question. He holds all of the cards. You know, I just remember the words of this song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. And that's just reality. He's got the whole world in his hands. That means including you. So if he's got the whole world in his hands, so everything about you, he knows it, he has it, he, he owns it, he has all of the answers, he has all of you know the variables that you're trying to figure out he has it all in his hands and the best person or the best place to find the answers that you're seeking when life makes no sense is in god it's in god but many of us don't have a relationship with god as it were many of us don't have that relationship with him as a father some of us know about him but we don't know him and he wants us to know him because when life when life makes no sense, it doesn't matter the amount of permutation and combinations that we make, you know, all of the calculations we make about life, we can still end up at the point where it still doesn't make sense. Because the end to the meaning of life, the end to the search for meaning and 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 value and you know purpose ends when we find God so it's important to find God so finding true meaning in your life finding true meaning in and with our lives and our existence starts and ends with God so we need to go back to the source because he holds on the answers Bible makes us understand that he is the source and sustainer he's the source and sustainer so whatever he has sourced he has the capacity to sustain whatever he has made he has the capacity to keep alive if he has given you hope he has the capacity to keep it alive he has given you joy he has the capacity to keep it growing if he has given you faith he has the capacity to make it grow if he has given you a job he has the capacity to help you grow at it if he has given you a family he has the capacity to help you keep that family if he has given you a relationship he has the capacity to help you keep that relationship growing yeah 
um, you've experienced loss, you've experienced um, downward turns, you've experienced, you know, dangerous and unexpected turns. But then, God is not done with you. He still has something he wants to make out of that experience. And he's only calling out to you. So don't do this alone. Come to me. Bible says, call unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, heavily laden. And I'll give you rest for your souls. What some of us are looking for is that rest. But the best place to find rest is in God. The best place to find rest is in God. The best place to find rest is in God. So when life makes no sense, find rest in God. Because it all begins and ends with God. That's just the reality. It begins and ends with God. When life makes no sense, it the search for answers begins and ends with God because He is the source and sustainer. It's the beginning and the end. It's the first and the last. He knows all things. He rules all things. He made all things. And He's mindful of you and He loves you. I want to pray for somebody who is listening today that in the name of Jesus, as you find God, as you make a commitment to find God, there are answers for you in the name of Jesus that you will not get lost in existential crisis. You will, when you get to the point where life makes no sense, the beacon of hope, the light of God's revelation will beam on you to really discover who you are and who God has made you to be. You will not be lost. You will not be lost at sea. You will not be drowned the pressure the the weight the demands the the you know the hustle and bustle of this life will not drown you because god is for you and is reaching out to you you will not be lost just reach out to him just reach out to him and it's simple as you know opening your mouth and opening your heart and calling out to him and saying, Father, I need you. I need you. I know my life doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't seem to be making progress. Um, Everything is chaotic, but I need you. And then you'll be surprised. I mean, it's as simple as that. You'll be surprised at how God can step in. I begin to arrange and rearrange the pieces of your lives such that it begins to make sense and then joy is birthed in your heart thank you for listening to this episode please if you do have comments and contributions do not hesitate um, to send um, in you know your questions or opinions um, to us you know on the podcast you can use the audio message feature on anchor um, or spotify for podcasters uh you could as well drop it on twitter if you follow me on twitter if you're not following you can easily follow me on twitter t-h-a underscore f-o-b-b and reach out to me or you can as well join um a community on whatsapp um where we begin where we get to share rather where we get to share um, insights and opinions and um, updates about the podcast um so you can easily connect with us on uh, the community the link will be added in the description of the podcast for this episode so thank you once again for listening i call you blessed 
I love you and I celebrate you. Bye-bye.